Do you love watching sports? Well, how would you like to be able to take your favorite sports with you and watch them anywhere? In your house, on your computer, even on your smartphone for one low price. With National Programming Service, you can. That's right, for one low price, so low we can't publish it, you can take your favorite sports anywhere, anytime with you. And we even give you free installation and free premium movie channels. Don't wait. Call National Programming Service right now. You could be up and running and watching your favorite sports and shows in just a few hours. Remember, call in the next 10 minutes and ask about our special radio offer and learn about free installation. Call right now. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live World One. Your inside look into combat sports. So let it be written. So let it be done. Brought to you by the WBO, the World Boxing Organization. Pull up some dust and sit down. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in radio and Internet history. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Pedro Fernandez. My advice to you, start drinking heavily. Dames and caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of course, this is a remote broadcast because of the, the virus and nobody's going into the studio and this kind of stuff. But before I even get into that, I didn't like going into the studio to begin with. I, I'm just kidding. But bottom line is we did 12 years of remote broadcast. Most of you know that. Most Those of you have been around for a while, 12 straight years uh, doing remote broadcast. We're commuting to Las Vegas each week, that good stuff. So, you know, the remotes aren't aren't out of the way and they're a little difficult because i'm not looking at the producer through a window but outside of that we're pretty cool we've got open phone lines around the planet tonight uh if you'd like to give us a call of course today tonight this afternoon wherever you happen to be listening to ring talk live worldwide this is a saturday edition 11 a.m pacific time live on sports byline iHeartRadio, and sirius xm satellite radio the dan patrick channel channel 211 and like a thousand other internet platforms of course you can always catch us live saturdays and sundays if iheart goes down if, i mean god knows what goes down sportsbyline.com. Just hit the listen live button, sportsbyline.com, Saturday and Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific, of course. Saturday is a one-hour show. Sunday is a two-hour edition. I still expect, and we'll uh, spend some time with Boxing's true PhD. I'm talking about Mr. Socrates Palmer in just about, oh, I guess about five minutes here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. You can join us on the toll-free if you'd like, 1-800-878-7529. It's 1-800-878-7529. Right, check this out, the uh, guilt-free, no-commitment text line. And you can call me names if you want, because it's in text. I could care less. 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. Now, what names could you call me outside of superlative, right? Straight up, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline. But, baby, you knew that. Decision now. Let's listen. 
clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right, the World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851-800-439-7851-800-439-7851-800-439-7851. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. You know, I'm just excited, uh, just excited to be back. I wish we could do a fight every night. You know me, Pedro. Yeah. Ah, the, the late, great Nick Charles, of course, of uh, CNN fame. He was the, the guy with all the hair. He started the CNN Sports Crates, I think, back in the 1980s. But, man, he passed away a few years ago, and he was my partner. Tweeted me a few days before he died. said, you know, I'm still watching boxing on television. Didn't say that he was dying, but we knew what time it was. Three days later, Nick Charles checked out. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, often imitated but never duplicated. News coming out of Las Vegas. Thank God, thank God, Floyd Mayweather will not be fighting this year. And to me, I, I take great satisfaction in that because to, for me, watching Floyd Mayweather fight is akin to having sex with no orgasm. It just, it just wasn't there. Just, I mean, it just, I mean, he talked about killing people and knocking people out and doing this and doing that and it turned out to be like a, a boxing, uh, uh, class. He would put on a boxing class and box somebody's ears off because he was faster and had better reflexes. Straight up beat a lot of guys, no doubt about that. But as far as all time great, somebody said to me, the greatest of all time. Yeah, they said, the greatest of all time where from Grand Rapids, Michigan? Maybe. But not the greatest of all, not even close. I wouldn't even put him in the top ten of all time as far as great time, great fighters are concerned. Anyway, back to the uh, subject at hand, and that was remote broadcast. <clears throat> I remember one broadcast I did in uh, 
in, in Malaga, Spain. And I was ripping on the hotel. I called it the hotel from hell because they put me in this closet. They broadcast from this closet and they had the, they had the, uh, the setup like a month and a half in advance. I and mean, everybody went over there. It was like a thousand of us and it was for a WBC convention. And, and it was, it was, I it was rocking and rolling until they put me in that closet and tried to get me to broadcast out of this closet. So anyway, I'm capping on the hotel, calling it the hotel from hell in the whole nine hours. It was a two hour show on KMBR and I fell asleep during the news. You know, the five minute news in between the hours, I fell asleep during the news. Remember, I heard the show music starting. That's what I heard. And I heard some guy screaming in my ear. Hey, hey, hey. So it was two minutes of dead time. Some of the crazy stuff that happens with remotes. Remember another remote we did from Peru and the line went dead. The three lines we did it on, we broadcast on the three lines. We did it on three lines and the broadcast went dead. And I thought I was, I actually thought I was going on doing a show for like 30 more minutes. And I, I went on for the 30 minutes, hit my commercial breaks, the whole nine yards and we weren't even on the air. So remote broadcasts are a bit shaky. Looks like we'll be doing them for the foreseeable future as, um, a former policeman and somebody that was involved with emergency preparation here in the city by the bay, of course, for, for the SFPD. But I was, I was, I wasn't, I was a uniform cop, but I was with the part with the, uh, community relations division. In other words, I was the one that went out and told the Latino community if somebody got shot, you know, don't, 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 don't riot and this kind of stuff to be cool. We'll have an investigation. I, you know, anyway, I would placate the community. That was my job. Um, Anyway, they brought us in on a couple of uh, disaster preparation things for, for dirty bombs and, and some germ. One time they were talking germ warfare. That's basically what a, what a dirty bomb is. Um, and there's really no protection from it. I mean, it's hard to protect from that. It's hard to protect from a virus. We don't know how this virus is going around. So I would just suggest to you that you um, take all the precautions that are necessary um, that Listen, don't listen to the government to do what you need to do in order to stay safe. So all I can say is, you know, CDC, maybe you want to look at some of their recommendations, but some of the people at the top in this country are saying all kinds of crazy stuff. Of course, this was a hoax. This was a hoax. That's what this this was. This was a hoax. No, this is the greatest plague or whatever you want to call it um, since the Spanish flu in 1918. And they killed like 20 million people, I think, around the world. And of course, that's when the world was at a fourth of the population it is now. So, and, and when you want to talk numbers, you guys know I know my numbers. Um, let's look at let's look at Italy right now. Italy has 60 million people. They have f- about 500 people dying a day. So 500, figure that out, and that's at the, at their, and they're not even even at their peak yet. They're getting close to their peak because it takes about three or four months to peak. And if you think the Chinese were honest about all the people that died over there, you're crazy. Anyway, the Italians have 500 people dying a day. The United States is six times the population. That Italy is. So what does that tell you? Here, scratch your head, scratch your head six times. Yeah, yeah. Over 3,000 people are going to be dying a day when this thing hits its peak. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Of course, they're talking about old people like me are susceptible. And then I'm reading that young people are going as well. So this thing has no, um, has, it's not discriminating as far as it's going, going after people. And as I said before, this is, this is not like AIDS in the eighties, you know, where you just didn't get laid. I mean, that, that, that's not what, that's not what it is, because that was a sexually transmitted disease. We do not know how this, how this gets around. And it could be, and if I've got it, if I've got it, because I've locked myself down for a week now, if I've got it, um, in the last seven days, I haven't shown any symptoms or anything, but if I got it, man, it's got it, I would think it has to be airborne, because I mean, I'm not even getting near anybody. I mean, I haven't seen somebody in a long time. I ran in and dropped some stuff off of my producer the other day, and he didn't, I just dropped it and ran. That was it. Didn't bother to get the money he owed me. I didn't care. It was no big thing. No human contact. So if you can get yourself to some type of isolation, 
more power to you. Now, we go from the bad news to the good news. We bring in the PhD of boxing, Mr. Socrates Palmer and Sock. Got some good news on New York City. How are they doing back there? Well, uh, how are you, Pedro? Uh, first of all, uh, thanks for having me on as always. Uh, our mayor and our governor, uh, up until yesterday were basically at odds with each other in terms of how severe this is and how they are supposed to be treating it. And, um, as of tomorrow at 8 p.m., uh, they want all non-essential employees to stay home. Uh, only grocery stores, pharmacies, liquor stores, uh, restaurants that deliver will be open. Other than that, all nail salons, barber shops, um, tattoo parlors will all be closed. So it's uh, getting pretty serious. Uh, they say that we have the highest uh, percentage of people catching it. Uh, in this in the country so uh things are looking ugly you know but uh, i am the eternal optimist uh the bronx is the third uh on the list as far as the boroughs uh brooklyn right now is number one actually the fourth brooklyn has the most cases uh they're in the thousands um and uh queens manhattan and then the bronx and staten island so you, you know i'm going to say something that's going to get me in trouble here but i'm going to say it anyway all right only 38% of the people that watch Fox News think this is a real thing. The other, the other majority of the people that watch Fox News think this is a hoax. They got this hoax idea from the president. I mean, he's, he could be essentially leading them to slaughter by ignoring, you know, the, uh, the quarantine and this kind of stuff. I mean, I'm just, I'm just appalled at it. I watched the CDC guy or, or, or Dr. FACI or FAUCI, something like that. Um, he face planted himself standing behind the president. He's supposed to be the president's expert on this kind of stuff. And the president was out there crazy saying crazy stuff, man. I mean, it, it, it's, it, uh, here's why I'm going to get in trouble. It's white people lying to white people who don't care. Does that sound right? I, you know, Sean Hannity, um, who has a massive following and he's probably the guy on Fox right now since mm -hmm. our buddy Bill O'Reilly is no longer there. He was calling it a hoax up until yesterday, up until yesterday. And he had Governor Cuomo on, and he basically ate humble pie. He commended Cuomo for the way he's uh, conducted his press conferences and, and just uh, the way he's been handling things and trying to keep people uh, calm. I mm -hmm. think that it's a catch-22 because do you really want to be very honest with people? Because if you are, you could stir up a panic. And that's when people, people, people fear things that they don't understand or, or that they're not expecting. So it's a very delicate situation. Um, if, and, anything, and, and, and sock, it's not, it's not like AIDS, man. In AIDS, you just stop, you just didn't get laid. You know what I'm saying? You just right. said, you know, you just, right. that was it. I mean, boom, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> right. You know, as, long as, not, as long as we're not swapping needles when we're shooting dope, we're, we're okay. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, 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 you know, that, 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 that thing passed, but, and I think, I think Larry Merchant told me that 26 million people, uh, died worldwide from the AIDS virus. So that's, that's a significant amount. But of course, when you go back to 1918 and the 20 million people that died from the, the Spanish flu, of course, the population was like a quarter of what it is now. So that's a greater amount of people that percentage wise that died. Um, 
I don't, I, I, I talked to a couple of doctors and they say there's no special pill here. And, and, and there's really, they're really like, they're perplexed as to what they can tell us to do besides, listen, all my doctor can basically do is tell me to, to keep up the hygiene that I normally keep up, washing the hands, all that kind of good, you know, right. I mean, and not, not letting people breathe on you. I, mean, I wouldn't live, I don't let people breathe on me at all. Do you? No, hey, other than my <laughs> wife, no. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> if anything, it's gonna bring up, it's gonna maybe highlight common sense behavior that we should have already. Um, obviously about, I mean, things, something that my mother told me from the moment you know, I had any type of reasoning. You come home, first thing you do, wash your hands. Uh, don't kiss me, go wash yeah. your hands. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. take off your shoes. You know, that's another thing. Um, you know, take off your shoes. Uh, don't enter your living room with the same shoes that you walk up and down these filthy streets. Uh, you know, it, yeah. I, I think that this will pass. Now, as far as the, the mortality, uh, from what they've said, it's... Um, it don't look good, are, bro. Are... It, it, it definitely doesn't look good. You are tuned to the Sports Byline broadcast. Now, we're, we're going to steer off the subject, go back to the sub, subject can. Usually, I mean, combat sports, of course. We're, we're, we're combat sports, and we'll just leave it at that after the break. You are tuned to the Sports Byline broadcast. Now, Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it. All of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down. 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. 
At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003 Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003 After the fight's over and Frazier has called hell, I'm going to jump over rope and finish Cosell. And still today, after you see this, you'll be shocked. You'll be laughing, and you will know that beyond the shadow of a doubt, I am still the greatest of all time. <laughs> okay, once again, that's our show today on ABC's Wide World of Sports. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. You know, we're doing a remote broadcast, and I was talking about remote broadcasts and memorable ones that I did earlier. I did one from the Philadelphia Spectrum. Of course, this was after the the encounter, of course, with myself and Panama Lewis that Don King said that was probably the best fight of the weekend. or couldn't be the best fight of the weekend anyway. It never happened. So I'm broadcasting after the Mike Tyson-Buster Mathis fight ringside from the Philadelphia Spectrum. This has been raised now, but it was a, a auditorium in which the Philadelphia 76ers, the NBA, played there. I think it held about 10,000, 12,000 people, something like that. So anyway, so, I'm, so the fight's over with, and we went to the press conference. So I go back ringside, and I'm broadcasting ringside. And they turned off the lights. I mean, they, I was I was doing a two-hour show, and of course, back there it's eleven o'clock when I do an eight eight o'clock show in California. It's eleven o'clock in Philly, so they turned off the lights in the spectrum. So I just went, kept going. I mean, I basically I knew when uh, the producer was telling me when when it was time to go to commercial and things like that. So I just rolled through it, right? I didn't, I, I but I couldn't see my way out of. I didn't have a light or anything like that. I couldn't see my way out of the spectrum. So I was falling over stuff, all falling all over all kinds of stuff. I had to crawl out of there with my bag, my gym bag. My pants suit was all messed up. I think I had a hole in one knee. It wasn't a pretty night, but that's some of the stuff that you encounter when you do remote broadcast. But I will say this, the the uh the highlight or the low light of that weekend was we were all in a limo and we're getting out of limo. Don King is taking us to dinner. Uh myself, who the fuck anyway, there's a whole bunch of us there. And I get out and I got these three hundred dollar shoes on. And I get out of, I get out of limo and I don't look where I'm going and I put my foot right in a puddle. And everybody laughed at me. They said, you must be from Hollywood, Pedro. I said, why? He goes, cause everybody knows you don't stick your foot out of a car here in the East Coast without looking down to what's going on there. I said, okay. Exactly. $300 pair of shoes out the window. Anyway, I miss, uh, those memories, of course, with Don King and, and, and yeah, you know, he's 86 years old now and he's not doing too well. His mobility is not there, but his mind is still sharp and, I talk to him a, a number of times a year now, and he um he's still a character. Too bad he too bad he didn't take a little bit better care of himself. But then again, had he taken better care of himself and slept more, because the man only slept two hours a night. I remember one night he put me to sleep at the MGM Grand. We we're doing the, one of the Mike Tyson comeback um, after he got out of jail. I think he was fighting the Pizza Kid and um, McNeely and uh, Peter McNeely. And, and Don had me up to like three o'clock in the morning doing these international interviews on the phone, okay, all over the world. So I was went to bed at three o'clock. He was calling us at five thirty in the morning. We had to put the phone off. Do not disturb, man. I kid you not. Don King is a workaholic, and of course he was down in alcohol and whiskey all night. That was just the way he did things. That's the way he rolled. Bottom line is, what a genius. I've talked enough. Let's bring back my boxing PhD, Mr. Socrates Palmer. Sock, 
what, 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 what if you're, I know I'm a dance promoter and I just canceled my June 20th event and I don't have any events planned for the rest of the year. If you are a promoter, would you be planning anything? Wow. I'd be planning on a way to save every nickel I can. I mean, it's, we don't know how this, how this is going to hit. I mean, uh, the president's talking about giving a thousand dollar checks uh, to people, uh, but I don't think uh, boxing tickets are going to be on the priority list. Um, but, 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 I, but, but, I think but, 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 sock. What's a thousand dollars? I mean, you give me if you. <laughs> and I'm not going to say I wouldn't turn down the thousand bucks, right? No, but neither if you would send I. Me a, but, but if you send me a thousand bucks, that's really not going to impact. That's really not going to impact my life much. It's not. And, and I live on on the uh, edge of poverty. I was put it to you like that. As least, at least as as San Franciscans go. Um, but it's not going to. It's not going. What is this? Some type of in other words, I don't think it's going to have the impact. I mean, it'll put money on the street, you know, like the Seven Eleven. Yeah. They'll be selling coffee and and and, and the, you know things like that. So there'll be money on the street. But outside of money on the street, what's it going to do? Is it really going to infuse the the economy and get and get people to come back with a thousand bucks a pop? Well, it's in the hopes of being a band aid until people are able to get back to work. I'm assuming um, they're doing some good things as far as not. Uh, uh, giving people a break on mortgages, uh, rents, people, uh, uh, there won't be any evictions within 90 days. I mean, you know, it doesn't mean they don't have to pay it, but at least just, you know, they're trying to be somewhat conscientious. Uh, but if you're a promoter, when we get past this, because I, believe, I mean, you have to be an optimist. I mean, and mm-hmm. there will be a place for sports and it will be embraced like no other time because Despite all these all these tragedies and disasters that we've had, we've never had our entertainment world halted, you know, our distraction halted. And, there, you know, there will be a place for sports and, and boxing especially. I think what we're going to get is more fights in a shorter period of time, you know, mm-hmm. because people, you know, they're trying to make up that money that they've lost. You know, so. 9-11 put boxing on hold for two weeks instead of, uh, I think, going on the – 13th, or I think it was originally supposed to go on the 13th or something like that, the Trinidad-Hopkins fight, it went a yeah. couple of weeks later. Um, but that sort of put the world on hold. And you know what was, I'm going back to that, that New York City thing, you know, everybody that wanted to, go, wanted, to want to go, wanted to go down to ground zero and look at ground zero, and I just didn't want to out of the, like, what am I going to look at? And now we find out that all that air was all messed up and that, you know, people are people that worked around there are dying, this kind of good stuff. Good Lord, it was probably a smart thing I didn't go down there, man. There's been countless lawsuits of uh, first responders that have contracted, uh, have contacted um, cancer, uh, yeah. breathing asbestos and all this stuff. And Yeah, I mean, I'm like you. Listen, I'm 42. I remember going to the towers once for a school trip. I was in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And then about maybe two or three years ago, uh, a friend of mine was visiting uh, from Arizona and took a trip down to the Ground Zero. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> you know what, what is you know it's not much to see other than just uh, you know you start thinking of how it impacted your life and uh, if you were no 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 you start thinking you start thinking about Building Seven you start thinking about Building Seven if you watched all of those buildings pardon me. How it fell on its own? Is that the one? How, how, how it just fell on its own. I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, if somebody, listen, I, I can't. Dan rather sneezed. 
that he was reporting, and I think it's. <laughs> well, the mere fact that they talked, I mean, there was if you there was, there was a little uh, uh, evidence that, that that they knew it was coming down. In fact, you know that was the building, Building Seven, was which the building in which um, Mayor Giuliani held his terrorism headquarters, whatever it was, and they got out of there before you know. I mean, I, anyway, I, I'm I'm just perplexed by Building Seven. Enough of that. Um, mm-hmm. The heavyweight division is going to be put on hold here. The WBC is talking about if Tyson Fury doesn't do this, they may strip him and that kind of good stuff. I mean, what are, what are the what are the guys from Mexico trying to do here? Uh, another reason to slap a belt on somebody. I mean, if they, if it happens, you know, I, I, I think that the, the the sports fan or the or the boxing fan is still going to recognize Tyson Fury as the heavyweight champion of the world. I don't think it does anything. I think at this point, the WBC needs him more than he needs them. You know, Tyson Fury's mega. He's in that elite category of of uh, crossover athletes. You know, I, I don't think it'll do a single thing to his brand unless um, he does something on his own to ruin it, outside of, of course, losing. But, no, I don't think it means anything. And shame on the WBC for doing this bogusness. Well, do you know what? A long, a long time ago, here's, here's what's up. People don't know this, but I used to have a, a business relationship with the WBC. They were my sponsor under Jose Suleiman and this, the father of Mar- Mauricio Suleiman that runs the WBC now. Now, I, I wouldn't, they never asked me to say anything on the radio or anything like that, but, um, you know, and I didn't. And it was plus or minus. They never asked me, they never influenced, influenced me one way or the other. But when they took the title away from Graciano Rocagini and I went to Jose mm. Suleiman and I told him in Aruba, I said, listen, I'm not a legal genius, but you're going to get your ass sued over on this one. You're going to lose. You're going to lose your life on this one. This, I mean, I'm telling you, this is like a no-brainer. What are you doing? And he told me, "Oh, Pedro, let me take care of my legal business myself." Blah blah blah. Anyway, the WBC ended up losing twenty-five million dollars in that case. Twenty million dollars was in punitive damages because Suleiman was lying at the, uh, or not lying, just being a real dick at the uh, at the trial. So twenty-four million dollar judgment almost bankrupts the WBC. They happened to come back through some uh, slick uh, marketing through Mob Aram and Don King. Of course, old cronies kept them alive and things like that. But that's when I sort of named them the world of Bunko and Chicanery, you know. And yeah. and, and then, of course, uh, the late Alexis Arguello told me that, that Suleiman came to him and forced him to sign that contract, that renewal contract with Don King and when he didn't want to. So, you know, the WBC and me are not all the um, – I mean, I respect Mauricio. But not as much as I as I would like to. Feel me on that. One hundred percent. Okay. You can't. You know, anyway, I hope I haven't. I hope I haven't rambled too much, man. Anyway, much love, and uh, say hello to the family and keep them safe. Okay. Likewise, Pedro. Thank you. Stay safe out there, and to all the listeners, all the best. We'll get through this. The great Socrates Palmer, boxing's two-page PhD on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. More Ring Talk after the break. In fact, we're going to delve into the world of Muhammad Ali in depth. That's right. Ali Frazier, the third time around. Damaged goods, both guys going in, certainly going out. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide.
decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent, sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Hey, so are you the type of guy that wants to look put together but doesn't want to spend hours at the mall finding new clothes? So you can look great at the office, on the road, or even just on the weekend with friends and family? I hear you. This is why there's Stitch Fix, your personal styling service that delivers hand-picked clothes right to you. Stitch Fix is simple. Sign up in just a few minutes. Tell them about the brands that work for you and even let them know what types of styles you prefer. Stitch Fix is convenient you get great clothes delivered right to you so you can try new styles on in the comfort of your own home and make a decision without any pressure. And Stitch Fix is on your terms and priced to match your budget. There's no subscription required ever. Keep what you want and send back anything you don't. So, isn't it time you got it all together? Get started today at stitchfix.com. Stitch Fix, personal styling for men, women, and kids. Stitch Fix, personal styling for everybody. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have Debt Destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. Your business ideas need room to run wild. But there's no room for error when you're raising the bar. A reliable partner can make a real difference. That's the role of a realtor. An irreplaceable expert who represents your values. A reassuring voice of reason helping you research and reach the right decisions. So you can run your business without running the risk. Is your agent a realtor? Look for the R. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Now, more Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. He is the greatest fighter of all times next to me. Well, you have to talk to my lawyer on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows that. Bottom line is you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing, MMA. Let's go back to October 1st, 1975. I'm talking about the thrill of Manila. Of course, the third fight between Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier. Ali's 48 and 2, having lost that one fight, of course, to Joe Frazier, the first one in March of 1971. Of course, getting beaten when he had his jaw broken by Ken Norton. Joe Frazier lost both fights to, of course, uh, lost that one fight to Muhammad Ali, their second fight, and of course got drilled by George Foreman. The bottom line is he is 32 and 2, and Ali is 48 and 2 as they enter this third fight. I'm talking about the thrill of Manila, maybe the greatest heavyweight fighter of all time. Let's go to the buildup. 
was both Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier, Don King, the whole gang. Hey, it's Joe Frazier! Joe Frazier! Joe Frazier! Joe Frazier! When Muhammad Ali challenged Joe Frazier for their third and most momentous encounter in the ring, he began throwing the punches early. In a thinly veiled racial taunt, Ali used his command of the world's media to caricature Frazier as an ignorant savage. If I'm a gorilla, he got to be from the same ancestor. He must be a gorilla, too. By the time of the fight, Frazier was spitting blood. The thriller in Manila was going to be the settling of old scores. When they met in the ring, they weren't really fighting for the heavyweight championship of the world so much as they were fighting for the championship of each other. Ali and Frazier were always on a collision course. Their boxing styles, personalities and politics, a clash waiting to happen. Their early duels were tainted by the backdrop of war and racial tension in America in the early 70s. He's the Uncle Tom. He works for the enemy. These two fighters were determined to kill one another. The scars of those battles escalated their final epic meeting into one of the most punishing contests boxing has ever seen. And the thrill in Manola was the survival of the fittest and the, the battle of the wills. The final round of the fight is the story of how Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier took each other to the very brink. I don't know when I've seen Ali in as aggressive mood as this. Not for years. That's the most fight Ali's ever fought. And the closest to life and death. And the most dramatic. And the saddest. And the most intense. Now ask me whatever you want to ask me. Will it go the distance, or will one of these collapse before the end? Ali said that it was the closest thing to death he knew of. And I'm sure Joe felt pretty much the same way. The fight to the finish between the two arch enemies, and they must have very nearly thrashed the hate out of each other by now. The world heavyweight title fight between Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier was staged in Manila in the Philippines in 1975. Dictator Ferdinand Marcos paid $5 million to secure the event. Despite a state of martial law, it put his country in the international spotlight and distracted from his domestic problems for six weeks. The president of the Philippines needed it because the guerrillas were getting very active in the hills. The rebels wouldn't fight as long as we were in town. They'd filter down and watch the training. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. President, what do you think uh, this sort of fight will do for the Philippines? Well, it does step up the size of the Philippines and we have peace and order. Plane loads of fight fans also helped rejuvenate the failing national airline. Ali was given 70 tickets. Well, that's like the birth of the Alley Circus. Anybody want to go to Manila? You know, I mean, we have all these riffraff on our airplane. In Manila, with a free expense account at the hotel. Free hotel, free drink. I mean, it was an orgy of, of eating and, and long-distance phone calling and stuff. Ali was so famous as a boxer and personality that he could draw a crowd anywhere in the world. You thank the president, the first lady, 
uh, accepting us here and taking the time out from the busy schedule to uh, accept us here today. Muhammad changed the whole innovation of boxing. You got to talk to the star. Before, you never talked to the star. You talked to the manager, the trainer, the cousin, the wife, the aunt. Never spoke to the star. The star was Muhammad Ali. Everybody else is secondary characters. In Manila, Ali was followed by a press pack of 800, including the BBC's boxing commentator, Harry Carpenter. This is a worldwide event. Everyone in the world is going to watch this fight. When a place like Manila gets an event like that, the whole city goes berserk. I mean, they go mad. It was electric. In the build-up to the fight, Ali eased into a well-honed publicity routine. Come on, gorilla. We in Manila. <laughs> Ali was one of those people who built himself up by tearing his opponents down psychologically. He was trying to establish his psychological domination over Joe Frazier. I feel Joe I mean, me and my left hooks and shit, I mean, I think I get this man, I mean, I'm pretty fan, I mean, yeah, this maybe you know what I mean? Supposed to be from the same ancestor, unless he had some kind of different kind of thing going on in his family. And uh, if I'm a gorilla, he gotta be from the same ancestor. He must be a gorilla too. Frazier grew to detest and despise his charismatic rival. So how did the healthy competition between two great athletes, both black and both from the American South, turn so sour? Frazier had to struggle for everything in life. He was the youngest of 12 children, born into a poor family in Beaufort County, South Carolina. He left home at 15, became a father at 16, and eventually settled in the boxing city of Philadelphia. By day, he worked in an abattoir, and by night, he followed a childhood dream to be the next Joe Lewis. It took Frazier more than a year to find a deal with a syndicate called Cloverlay, and then he began to power his way through the ranks. In his first two years, he won all 19 of his fights. His corner nicknamed him Smoking Joe, saying his gloves could make smoke. Then just when Frazier had world champion Ali within his sights, he was robbed of the chance to fight him. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Muhammad Ali has just refused to be inducted into the United States Armed Forces. At the height of his powers, Ali was stripped of his heavyweight title and banned from boxing for three and a half years for refusing the draft to Vietnam. As a recent convert to the black separatist group Nation of Islam, Ali said he wouldn't help America oppress another nation when its own black people lacked civil rights. Muhammad had his own opinions, his own ideas, and he did what he felt was right. This was Muhammad. So I knew what he was doing was sincere and honest, and that's what I told people. What might this do to your boxing career? No comments on the boxing career, no comments on nothing. 
Ali's stand cost him his livelihood, his passport, and almost earned him a prison sentence. His stance was seen as unpatriotic by many Americans. Do you think there's anything wrong in someone like Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali, and refusing induction? Yes, sir, I certainly do. Why? Because he's no better than the rest of us. Mr. Clay, Muhammad Ali, sir. Mr. Clay, Muhammad Ali, sir. Mr. Muhammad Ali, either one. Just Muhammad Ali. Ali felt persecuted by the American establishment. You just can't take a man's title out of the ring. You gotta. Uh, this never been done in history, and uh, all tight moves have been made against me that's never been made before in history of boxing. While Fraser didn't agree with Ali's religion or radical politics, he stood up for Ali's right to earn a living by boxing. Joe was good to him. He gave Ali a little bit of money from time to time. He arranged for certain joint publicity stunts uh, that kept Ali's name in public view and, and helped to make a few dollars more. Most of all, Frazier wanted Ali back in the ring so that he could prove himself a true champion by beating him. The moment finally came at Madison Square Garden in New York in 1971. It was billed as the fight of the century, a unique clash between two unbeaten men. Having supported Ali's comeback, Frazier was surprised and hurt when Ali turned on him during the pre-fight publicity. Number one, he's ugly. <laughs> he has no rhythm, no footwork, no class. He cannot talk. <laughs> and who told him he could sing? He could <laughs> He had such a command of um, publicity and ridicule. Nothing hurts worse than ridicule. In the build-up to the fight, Ali started to portray Frazier as an Uncle Tom figure in the power struggle between black and white that was dividing America at the time. He's the Uncle Tom. He's the other type Negro. He's not like me. There are two type slaves. Joe Frazier's worse than you to me. One day he might be like me, but as of now, he works for the enemy. Calling Frazier an Uncle Tom was accusing him of being a white man's lackey. He started making comments like, well, only white people and sheriffs are rooting for Joe Frazier. There came a point where who you were rooting for in that fight was really a litmus test for where you stood on the war, where you stood on civil rights. It was more than a fight. The Ali campaign was so relentless that many black people turned on Frazier. He received death threats and his children were bullied at school. Muhammad had gotten under his skin something brutal. And uh, I could see the reaction be like that. He wanted to really destroy Muhammad. Ali was calling him a white man. I mean, Joe Fraser, a white man? <laughs> he was so black, it was like the inside of a coal mine. So Fraser was waiting to kill him. On fight night, Ali underestimated Fraser's power, stamina, and desire to punish him for the insults. And Clay beckons him back. <laughs> Fraser really goes after him, and he's got him with a left hook. He's done it once too often, Clay's in trouble. Round 11, he's hurt, he nearly went down. 
As the fight was in progress, Ali said, you know, you're in the ring with God. And Fraser said, well, if you're God, he says, you're in the wrong place tonight. Muhammad Ali trying to regain his title from the present champion, Joe Frazier. And who's right, to say at this back. point that he won't do it? Moments later, Frazier achieved the unthinkable. He knocked Ali down for only the second time in his professional career. Frazier got the judge's decision and he became the first man to defeat Muhammad Ali. He was truly heavyweight champion of the world. But Ali didn't see it that way. He had placed such importance on winning that he was ungracious in defeat. You know, ungracious in defeat, both Larry Merchant and I, of course, the retired HBO godfather, had Ali winning that fight in points. Uh, Joe did have that big 11th round, and of course, the 15th round, which he dropped him. want to say uh, thanks to the BBC for that. And some of my partners there, Bertie Pacheco, Ali's doctor, the late Angelo Dundee. Of course, I did an entire show one time in Canada, New York, and I called Angelo's wife like Linda. Her name was Hazel or something like that. Anyway. I do all kinds, do crazy stuff live broadcast. Anyway, bottom line is I miss those guys dearly. And of course, Bertie particular. And I want to mention Tom Hauser, the, uh, the Ali authoritarian was in that part of that as well. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide back after the break. That is just a fact of life. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health 
health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts, and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free, guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409-800-709-4409-800-709-4409-800-709-4409-800-709-4409-800-709-4409-800-709-4409-800-709-4409-800-709-4409-800-709-4409-800-709-4409-800-709-4409-800-709-4409-800-709-4409-800-